0: You go.
1: No, you go. Okay. I'm Haley and I'm Syra. We love learning. We love discovering and we, we love, love talking. Learning. Are we experts on literally everything? Absolutely not. But how will we learn if we never start the conversation? So, we hope you'll join us for this literal journey.
0: Syra, have you seen the picture of the black hole that was generated in 2019
1: Haley I had not until this very moment
0: oh okay well that's kind of (laughs) cool so
1: yeah
0: so so yeah so that left picture that I have that I have is Mm -hmm. the image that a group of scientists engineers um astrophysicists computer scientists have all come together to make that image and I'm going to talk about how they did it right picture that I have is so if you probably haven't seen this picture but I do know that it was kind of going around like social media a lot during this and that is a picture of Katie Bauman. She is a 32 year old computer scientist and yeah she circled the internet with this excitement about the first generated picture. Can you just talk about a little bit about how how like excited this girl is? the black hole isn't that isn't that so cute
1: yes I I hadn't seen any memes of this or anything personally but you had actually mentioned her to me a while ago and I looked her up and yeah you could you could kind of just feel her excitement looking at it and I just feel kind of like here's this lady who is super smart has a hand in a game changer in the physics world and in the science world but yeah her expression and I mean this in the kindest way is so childlike because she's just so excited so I I think that's it's a cool contrast of like obviously someone really smart but she's still so floored by yeah the the discovery that she was a part of
0: exactly sorry this picture like gives me like this kind of stuff motivates me and I think also because I'm a woman like seeing a woman so excited about because this is how I feel like about certain topics that I love like I feel giddy about them about right. engineering and science and like it's also interesting to me so I think seeing a picture of this lady
1: just like <laughs> excites me right you don't have to be this yeah. stiff like I am serious and I do like you can just see the humanity <laughs> yeah in her
0: I know. And, and that even that she is younger, too, like, to me, that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like, to be only 32, but to be part of something so big, that that excites me as well. But so when I saw this picture, um, when I saw this picture of a black hole, I thought a couple things. I was like, wow, that's really cool. But like, wait, I knew we had theoretical picture or at least I thought we I thought we had already had pictures of black holes because we had already had theoretical pictures of black holes and then after that I was like oh okay so this is the first one but then I was like it's taken them this long like wait a second how do we all of a sudden have a picture of a black hole how did we just all of a sudden do
1: that <laughs> like, so how do, how did we all of a sudden do it
0: so I am going to talk about that but first Let me talk about Katie Bauman because she had a huge role in creating this image. So Katie Bauman, right? She's 32 years old. She's a computer scientist. She was already conducting imaging research through Purdue in high school.
1: Oh, my lanta. I know.
0: When I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh. what?" (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So Do you Arie like Arie put the, the school, Gears of
1: War five remote down, and then you
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, shoot, should I like go like read a book or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Already in high school, um, she studied electrical engineering for her undergrad at University of Michigan. So woo woo woo. Yeah, she's a Michigan girl. Um, well, at least study there. <laughs> um, <laughs> she then moved on from that to get her master's and doctorate at MIT. Wow! When I when I think she did, I actually I didn't write it down, but I think she did um, electrical engineering, but also computer computer science, so stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So she's got all this background, and in 2013, she joined the Event Horizon Telescope project. So, the Event Horizon actually is the outer edge of the shadow. So the dark area of the black hole, the outer mm-hmm. edge of that is the event horizon. The event horizon is like if you go past the event horizon, you are not coming out of the black hole. <laughs> kind
1: of thing. <laughs> You're in a bookshelf. You
0: are in the bookshelf of interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so she joined the Event Horizon Telescope project in 2013, which is basically they wanted to take a photo of a black hole. And so she actually has. I'll be referencing a lot of what she says from a specific TED talk that she gave in November of 2016. Uh, and she, if if you were like blown away by her like giddiness and her excitement in this picture, she is just so much like happier in that TED talk. I definitely go advise you and all of our listeners to listen to her podcast. It's like 10 minutes long, and she is very excited about uh, tech like. Wait, you said
1: listen to her podcast. Er,
0: Sorry. Oops, not podcast. Listen to her TED Talk. (laughs) Um, Sorry, we're making a podcast. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. You're
1: Katie Bowman, and I'm I'm the black hole. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, go listen to her TED Talk, because... um, Just listening to like how they were able to do this is insane. I will try to explain a little bit about it right now, but definitely hearing from Katie Bauman herself uh, makes all the difference because you know how good I am at explaining things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically in her podcast, um, oh my god, (laughs) in her TED Talk, uh, she talks about like how how would we even take a picture of a Black hole because black holes are so far away from us, so far away from us, that she says that if we wanted to take a picture of the black hole in the Milky Way galaxy, we would need a telescope literally as big as the Earth. Literally, actually, as big as the Earth.
1: Oh, that's really big.
0: Yeah, that's, that's like too big. <laughs> the scientists actually were tracking a group of stars 26,000 light years away. Um, into the milky way galaxy our galaxy and they noticed that these stars were orbiting something that they literally couldn't see so all these stars were orbiting this like one little dot in space that they couldn't see and so because of that they actually made it out to be like well this is a black hole because nothing um could be as dense to pull these stars in than a black hole
1: well. Especially when it's
0: orbiting nothing. So she did her TED talk in 2016. So I think at that point they were going to try to image the picture or take an image of the black hole in the Milky Way galaxy. And in April 10th of 2019 is when actually this uh, photo of her is taken, what with her smiling in front of the black hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they changed course, so they didn't take the picture from the Milky Way, they actually took the picture from a galaxy called M87, I think it was. And then it's like, it's like spelled, spelled weirdly. It's spelled M-E-I-S-S-I-E-R. I I couldn't really find a where to pronounce that. But yeah, basically M87 for short, uh, they took the picture of the black hole there. And the reason they took it there, because it's, I mean, it is further away, but the reason they took it is actually going up to those different angles of the of the black hole, they uh-huh. proposed that they would have a better angle if they took it from M87 galaxy instead of the Milky Way. And also, M87's black hole is so massive that they're taking lots of pictures in a time span of a couple years, and they wanted to make sure that nothing would interact with that black hole to mess up their image.
1: And, uh, and so in the Milky Way, was there something that, is it just the stars orbiting it that they thought would mess it up, or what?
0: No, I think it was just that it was it was so small in comparison to the M eighty seven one mm-hmm. that they just were like more sure that there would be no distractions.
1: Because but I imagine that one was messaged. further. So it was. We, so yep. It must have been a lot bigger for them to still be able to still want to choose that one.
0: True. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly, exactly all of the reasons, but mm-hmm. I think I think the angle went, was a huge um, part to play. Do you know how far that galaxy is away? So the M87 galaxy is fifty three point four nine million light years away. So if the black hole was twenty six thousand light years away in the Milky Way, so this is very far compared. 26,000 to the Black Hole in our galaxy compared to 53 million light years away in the M87 galaxy.
1: Wow. Okay. So, So light years.
0: That's that's more light years than I can count. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, we've already talked about they couldn't build a literal actual telescope that's the size of the Earth. So, how did they get this picture? Well, they took eight telescopes, actually, all over the world. And so Katie Bowman, she kind of explains it like it's a disco ball. And the disco ball has all of the different uh, little chips of like mirrored chips around. But say you take all the mirrored chips away from the, the disco ball and there's only eight left. Okay. But as the disco ball or our earth is spinning and taking pictures as it's spinning around,
1: then Ooh, you can, can kind of fill in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got it. That's super cool. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. I jumped the gun on that one. Cause I was like, that's <laughs> so
0: cool. No, but I'm glad, I'm glad you like understand it because then I'm helping explain that it. Better. Everyone
1: else <laughs> should be able to understand. It. Hopefully, hopefully
0: <laughs> well, we'd have a problem there. Okay. So yeah, so they were able to fill in things, but you can imagine like, Taking this picture and piecing together, think of how many images they ta- they were taking, mm-hmm. and especially going around the Earth. And also, they don't have a picture at every single elevation of the world. They only had it at a few different elevations. Like, they had one in Brazil, had one in the U.S. and Mexico. But, yeah, they didn't have, like, all of them. And so they had trouble kind of piecing together what wasn't actually the image of the black hole and, and what wasn't? Because there's also, like kind of like how you mentioned, like well, well wouldn't the stars get in the way? Stuff like that. Right. You know, like what if they took a picture of the black hole and there was like a big star right in front of it and then the light was distracting from the black hole light. Right. And that is where my girl Katie Bauman comes in. So her big role in this was to design algorithms that piece together what the correct pictures of the black hole were. What? How do you even... Yeah. So, there were some problems with this, because so, we already know, theoretically, what a black hole should look like, right? But, what if, in doing so, in piecing together these photos, and, and she kind of explains this better, but, in piecing together these photos, if they think they already know what a black hole looks like, then they might just end up with what like piecing together photos of what they think the black hole should look like. She kind of explained it. Like they were trying to model an elephant in space. Like they don't, they don't even know technically what this thing like this. It could have looked something different. Like, you know, like they were doing this so that they could prove that Einstein's theories held true in these sort of conditions near a black hole. And if it didn't look like something like they, that's something we need to know. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, so it's this very confusing puzzle that they basically have to put together. And kind of what they did is they took images. So they took images of different things that we see in space to kind of make sense of how the how the light from the black hole would look like. Okay. So, you, so using what they knew, knew theoretically – using images from things they knew in space. And they even took images from everyday photos, like, like cats and dogs and trees and just every kind of photo you can think of. They actually ended up creating um, models of a black hole and comparing them with all of these different sets of images. She kind of explains it like a sketch artist from different places all over the world feeding information. And as long as they're sketching the same thing over and over, then we can confirm that the image that they took of the black hole was the correct image. Okay. So I don't know. Does that kind of make any sense to you? It's hard to explain. And I have no idea how these algorithms work.
1: (laughs) I think so a little bit like just repeatability to form like a more complete picture I guess
0: yeah and and the repeatability with things that they already have in space pictures that they already have right so yeah so yeah that's basically like what like what she did she designed these algorithms she had a team of I think about 200 people all working together I think she was a was a prominent lead on the team on on her on her team and yeah that's what led to the picture of Katie Bauman remarkable lady um yeah in order to like from like looking at her life from computer imaging through purdue in high school to going and getting her phd to being working on this project for she joined in 2013 and then it was made in 2019 so like almost seven year project that she had the opportunity to work on and be a part of and here is this image that you know it's it's a remarkable thing in the world of science i'm not done sarah
1: i i'm glad i'm excited haley i'm excited
0: did, did you not think i was going to talk about sexism in this podcast
1: i hoped yeah. <laughs> so
0: sarah honestly i didn't think i was going to i w- <laughs> i i thought i was like oh Like, last podcasts, we talked about women that, like, you know, didn't get the credit they deserved, but here I am looking at this picture of this woman that was all over the internet. Like, she got all the credit. Right. But that's the problem. (laughs) But that was the issue, of course. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I didn't think she was going to, I, I didn't think I was going to cover sexism, but after reading some things, I noticed that there was a lot of inherent sexism. So, I'm going to use this term called soul genius. So, S-O-L-E. Okay. Genius. And what society likes to do is pin a soul genius to a certain thing. So, if you think of Einstein and Newton and all those dudes, you think soul genius, right? Like, you think, like, oh, Einstein was the only guy that ever thought of relativity. Like, Newton right. was the only guy that did all of these things. And so, actually, to precursor this, before, before I go into a little bit more, I want to point out that a bunch of, like, politicians and celebrities were, like, thanking her. Like, wow, Katie Bauman, that's awesome. Like, this is a proud day in science for women, blah, blah, blah. And she piped back, even herself, and was like, hey, no, like, thank you so much, but I couldn't have done it without the 200 people that I worked with and were awesome and... Like I'm not an astronomer myself. And that was what was cool about it. Like she wasn't an astronomer, but she was able to help take the picture of the black hole. Right. So society did this. It wasn't her. Like she didn't go out there and was like, oh, well, I, you know, it was my project. I did it. Society pinned her as the sole genius in this scenario. So I want to kind of bring up two things about this. Um, And why why this is kind of sexist. The first thing was people probably wouldn't have questioned her soul genius factor aspect Mm -hmm. if it were a man. Because a lot of people came out and were like, oh, so, like, she was the only one that did it? Like, oh, like... Like all these people questioning, like, oh, she, who else did she work with? Blah, blah, blah. And I did this for for myself. I actually typed her name into Google and you know, those questions that kind of come up, like, like quick questions that you can click on and that gives you a quick answer. Mm -hmm. The very first question was how much did Katie Bauman contribute to the black hole image? Wow, and I think the fourth one, just to kind of you know throw that in as well, is uh who was Katie Bauman's married to?"
1: Oh my but I, God.
0: <laughs> maybe that one I don't have to talk about as much. I just wanted to like kind of sprinkle that one in there as well, but yeah, um, I was trying to think of other men that I could uh maybe at like maybe type in and see what their questions were, and I did find some other scientists, like male scientists that were like. Oh, what did this guy do? Was the first question or something like that. Right. So, so that hurt. Like how much did she contribute? The very first question that people want to know about. Because
1: she couldn't have done it by herself because she was a woman.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And it is annoying because she even like through this whole, even her Ted talk, she was like, I couldn't have done this without this awesome team of engineers. And like, she was like very inclusive, like told everyone, like, like, pictured people that she had worked with and her whole team and so yeah so that was annoying because people might not have questioned if she was the sole genius if she were a man and the second thing I want to bring up is besides the whole fact even if she's not the sole genius we need the sole genius to be women sometimes or we need to take the word genius completely out of the question because, right. like, to me, like, I was telling you how inspired and motivated I was because of seeing her, her picture that she was so happy about the the black hole.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like, we need other women to see women doing extraordinary things like this. And feel inspired by women. And, and see that this is a normal thing. Right, uh, yeah. So we kind of, like, I don't
1: know. I need to be represented.
0: I, yeah, exactly. Like, I kind of was thinking back to like in my science classes seeing like my science book you know like the covers of like the kids were in science goggles. <laughs> mhm. I was trying to think if I've ever seen a woman on there or like and, and maybe I have, maybe I have. But we don't really see a lot of women being the face of something in the science, engineering, whole STEM world. And so I thought it was really cool that the media did did thank her for that, I guess I have I have a little bit more you know, because I like talking about Stephen Hawking. Someone said to him, "What does it feel like to be the smartest person in the world?" And he was like, "It's very embarrassing, and I hate it. I hate the media. They just want a hero <laughs> and um he was like hes he, yeah, he literally said, "They just want a hero, and I fill the role model of a disabled genius." <laughs> And so he didn't, he didn't like the, uh, the genius word. And he also in in the article I found that talked about him not liking the genius world. He actually was talking about feminism and that he hated that, that the genius term wasn't given to women. And he said, women are at least the equals of men or better. (laughs) Actually, that was a quote by him. Wow, They actually do talk about how he was very deserving of the genius term because a genius, by definition, is exceptional exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. And so that got me thinking, like, oh, well, the genius term, of course, Stephen Hawking was very deserving. But the genius term itself probably is applied to more men than it really should be.
1: Do you have an example that you think that about?
0: Oh, I do. I don't have an example actually.
1: Mm, Can I think of an example? Um, honestly, what comes to mind is, uh, my husband's workplace, and a lot of this is the whole debate about school versus on-the-job experience, and there are a lot of men and women, of course, but in his particular situation, there are a lot of men with these degrees that who cannot perform they can't do the work because they don't have the experience nor do they um have any intention of building the experience so they have these these higher up jobs but they um yeah they can't do them well
0: okay no I think that yeah I think that it it is applied to a lot of everyday people but like and I think too like people maybe look at these engineers because they have the degree and they're like oh they must be a genius <laughs> like oh right. they must be so smart I, yeah I do have maybe a little example he's just and I were kind of thinking about this um Elon Musk actually although he he is incredibly Uh-oh. smart um well no no not really that not really I don't want to say that he's not a genius I actually kind of want to say that we were talking about Elon Musk in the sense that no one questions Elon Musk. No one questions that he's not smart. No one questions like, that he's not the face of the organization. Right. So, so not, not that like, Elon Musk has done awesome, like crazy things with Tesla and all that stuff, SpaceX, crazy stuff. But no one questions like, oh, did Elon Musk have any help? But they questioned Katie Bauman's intelligence and, and all of that stuff when they started asking, was she not the soul? person in this operation.
1: Right. They take it away. They take take away the I guess just the prestige from it and they take away I don't know. I guess it's another little shot to women everywhere.
0: And then it makes her probably made her feel guilty like I don't know. Like it probably made her feel like, "Oh wow, like people are mis, misinterpreting it." Like I feel bad that my my friends and my coworkers aren't getting the same recognition
1: right and then it just causes an awkward situation for her like probably in the real world in the workplace mm-hmm. in that group yeah
0: so yeah that's pretty much all i had to say <laughs> I, um yeah i i uh i guess i didn't want to leave it on a solemn note katie bauman she is incredibly smart since high school what else do you think about now, now that i've pretty much wrapped up everything about Katie Bauman and Black Holes and the sexism within it. <laughs> what, what are, <laughs> what are sexism your thoughts? Within. We should write a book. The sexism, the sexism.
1: within. <laughs> um, no, so so Haley, this is like, this speaks to that little girl in me that is still very much alive, although not as vocal anymore or not as paid attention to maybe, but I remember just growing up in. Having these thoughts like, well, well, if we're in space, like, what is space in? And just <laughs> looking up at the stars and really wondering what the meaning of everything is, and and what I remember watching like string theory at like three in the morning on PBS <laughs> and black holes and learning about the event horizon and things like that. So this was a really cool conversation that you were able to share a, a little bit more about that and some new information. I think a lot of the the stuff that I watched as a kid was based on discoveries that had been made, maybe not during my lifetime. And so this one is cool in particular because this is a modern science, recent discovery and recent development for the physics and science and just the world community. And I think, yeah, it was just really cool to hear about, again, a woman playing a part in that and feeling a little bit more like I can do it too, because even just watching the things on PBS and it's, it's always like a male narrator or a male spokesperson doing the show Mm -hmm so so yeah it's really nice to, to be able to see that and also um not to harp on pbs they do host or they do provide a platform for a young lady that i like watching and her name is physics girl or her real name is i think mm-hmm. diana and she is someone that i will be talking about women are very much alive and very much doing active in the physics community and yeah
0: I, I think it's I awesome am. too mm-hmm. yeah well and I actually you ma- well you made me think of a few things too like I remember like I don't know if your school did this but we watched Bill Nye videos like every week
1: <laughs> uh Ooh, growing I didn't up didn't watch them at school but I I did watch them
0: um which I which I, lo- I loved Bill Nye growing up so it's like things like like that you almost don't think about what if we had a, a woman in science you know filling Filling his shoes and doing other things like that. Uh, I think that would encourage uh, a lot of... Maybe
1: a Wilma Nye. Whoa. <laughs> a Jill yeah. Nye.
0: A Jill, Jill Nye. I like that better.
1: <laughs> I was thinking Bill, William, and then I came up with Wilma. And uh, I'm not really sure where my mind went after no, that. I,
0: I got you there. Um, yeah. And then the other thing you made me think of is actually, I kind of didn't really conclude the black hole picture with the... Uh, interstellar picture so let me hit on just a just a quick little thing right there the black hole picture that they actually generated you can see that it does look like kind of like the interstellar black hole and what our theoretical thinking of it should look like the only thing the only difference that I want to point out is that and we actually knew this theoretically but it is a it is a mistake in the interstellar picture can you see that one side of the black hole is brighter than the other side?
1: Just like the bottom or? Yeah, the, bo- yeah, the, the bottom of it. Yeah. Yep.
0: So that is actually because of the spin. So it's spinning in a way where the light that is spinning towards you. So like when it goes around and then it comes towards you, you actually see it brighter than the other side. You can think of it like, I saw. I saw another article think of it like a... Uh, lighthouse light so like as it's going away it gets really dull and then when it's starting to come towards you it's super bright and so that is so that's why so because of the spin of those that hot plasma that's why it's brighter on one side and we actually um theoretically knew that uh so that is an (laughs) awesome thing i love that that so it did prove things it did prove things uh that we that we thought we knew about black holes And actually, uh, Interstellar, they they didn't want to do that. They actually thought about it, I think, but they just decided to just make it one big, bright thing.
1: (laughs) Um, It's probably less visually confusing that way. Like, the the viewer isn't spending so much time thinking about why it's different.
0: I think so. I think so, too. So, yeah, that's, yeah, so not only is Katie Bauman super smart and helped with this whole organization, but we did get some very useful information out of it.
1: So, thanks for coming to our podcast. We really appreciate your support and listening. We do want to again give a shout out to Haley's mom. Thank you so much for your help. But we also want to <laughs> we also want to make you guys aware that we are finally YouTubers, and we will have a video for you as soon as this podcast is posted. So, by the time you hear this podcast, go to Lashcast, and that's L A S H different word. Cast, C A S T, so Lash Cast on YouTube.com. And yeah, give us your comments, give us your feedback, and let us know if even there's something that you want to hear about. And we will be more than happy to oblige if we can.
0: Yes, we definitely want to give some other ways of, of learning, and some people are more so visual learners. And so anything to help you guys listening really understand what we're talking about. So yeah, definitely check out the YouTube videos that we'll be making.
1: And thanks again for coming. Yep. See you next time. Bye.